All right, on this episode, we're covering day two of my week-long rant from over on LinkedIn, and we're just going to talk about making your first partner ops hire. Now, for a little bit of background, I forged my own role in partner ops at a company a few years ago. I was hired for enablement, and I did that for about a year. And then well, the channel head at the time came out one day on the channel meeting, and he just had all these big projects and announcements of things that were going to happen. And I, I just knew internally from knowing the organization, I knew that they didn't have a person to do that, that those projects were going to live across a variety of people. And so I, I called him right after that meeting and I said, hey, listen, I don't want to be too forward, but who's going to do all those projects? And he said, are you volunteering? And that's how I got my first job in partner operations. Now, fast forward six months, they consolidated the role into the sales operations team. And then I did a mix of mostly mostly channel work, but channel slash sales operations projects for another couple of years. Um, so it didn't go long term, but that's how I got my first taste of partner operations. And that was a few years ago. And I couldn't find anybody in the space at the time. And now, now I know why. It's because it's still a relatively new space. So if you're making your first partner ops hire, I just have a few thoughts. Now, a lot of this is going to come based on the maturity of the company. And one of my friends, uh, Katrina, commented on that, that the maturity of the company does make a world of difference and the maturity of the partner leader that's already in the company. Now, as I talked about in the last podcast, it would be great if you could align your partner ops hire to your first partner lead hire because then you can hit the ground running and you can really scale and split the work of building from the work of developing and strategizing into those two roles. Now, there are pros and cons, and really you're going to look either internally or externally. And we're going to just talk about this, right? Uh, internal pros and cons, and then the external pros and cons. So on the internal side, if you're in an early program, it's well-suited to go internal because the cost and ability to ramp with program growth going to be cheaper. Um, the, the internal people, they know the organization. They know your product. They know the players in the organization. It makes collaboration easier and maybe helps improve long-term performance potential. Uh, you could even go part-time. You could split the role into a couple of different people until you really figure out what you need. That's what a lot of program leads have to do. They are part operations in their function and they're begging, borrowing, and stealing resources to get it done. And maybe one of those people shows an affinity or a knack or even a main interest in helping and driving that. You've got a really good candidate. It's also just easier to backfill. Uh, optional almost than any other hire in the market right now, simply because there's just not a lot of experienced partner operations professionals uh, in the space that are looking for work, present company excluded. Also, it could be more affordable than hiring outside the org if you just need to get going. And, and frankly, a blunt response is if you fail at scaling the program as a partner lead, then the internal hires existing relationships help them improve their own position back into another role as opposed to simply being cut and put out of the company. Now, the downsides of going with an internal hire with no partnership experience, it means you've got to do ground up training. You, you might have to go a little slower at the start to get them equipped in partnerships. That lack of experiences means maybe a lack of a best practice knowledge, technical debt issues, rework issues, things that come with training anyone in a new space. And hopefully if you borrow from ops, they already bring ideas around what it means to have best practices. And again, you can train them. There's resources in the market now. 
when you take talent from another team, there could be some tension internally. If you don't have a strong culture established and if the value of partnerships isn't seen, you get the risk of mismatching talent. So you bring somebody over that ultimately just doesn't work. And now you've moved them out of their main role. Their role got filled and there's not a place for them anymore. Um, and they could lack the technical or project management skills of a more experienced hire. Uh, just kind of depends on their background and where they come from. Now, going external, uh, it would be great if you could go earlier. Um, for an external hire, but they are capable of coming in later and still making an impact because it's kind of honestly what we're used to showing up after 12 to 18 months and trying to clean up what's been there. That outside experience also brings knowledge of the best practices, rhythms, and program models from different companies to help support your scale and add some strategic thought behind what you're doing as opposed to just execution on your operational goals. They should have some familiarity with the industry. They can help develop the models, the definitions, maybe bring relationships for vendors and other solutions that could be valuable for you. They'll have experience that adds strategic value to your decision making, and they'll already know how to collaborate and have some project management basics that are just already established for them. Now, the downside of going external is they may need two to three months to get to know the product, players, and programs, depending on what industry they're coming from, and then to work on deciphering what's already here and building out a roadmap for improvement. They could also come with a higher upfront cost, which can be challenging for younger programs to support because everyone's already looking at partnerships and going, hey, when are you going to make some money? Now, with any experienced person, you also have maybe entrenched ideas, right? If you don't get good alignment between your partner lead and in the cultural alignment for the company, you could dealing you could be dealing with entrenchment that causes a problem with just adaption, right? Getting into the company and becoming a good fit. And then you also have the different view of the role that just doesn't reflect your goals. They might be coming in with some sort of definition of what partner ops is or isn't. And we talked about that. What the heck is partner ops? Well, it's a lot of stuff. And maybe those definitions don't align with what you have. So in an ideal world, though, companies investing in partnerships would get to bring an experienced support right behind their first program lead. And I'll reiterate that. Now, this would allow your program to scale faster uh, from the start and then at every point along the way. Um, one of the things just to highlight here from our comments section, right? I like to bring some of these in because I do have a few of these in here. Is that uh, when you get to hire somebody for partner ops, if you are an experienced partner ops leader or a strategic partner leader who understands and has been doing that ops on the side, you provide that guidance for that hire and that can really help them escalate and that these teams can grow and become different things. That a partner ops team uh, can be established with the right scale and the right space within the company um, and you can bring people in to specialize in certain pieces of operations as you grow. So those are some tips, right, in terms of making your first hire. Either way you do it, a lot of these tips are basic, right? You're going to feel like, well, this is what I would do for almost any role. Exactly. But that's why we need to talk about it. There's some places in partnerships maybe we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Um, as you go about it, though, just make sure that you work on scope. Make sure that as you talk about the role, you define the role. And if you have questions about that, uh, why don't you come back for episode three, where we're actually going to talk about scoping out the role and defining, is it an analyst or is it operations? Good luck partnering.